Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, we want to welcome everybody back to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. My name is Chris Bay, and we're mixing it up a little bit today. Um, I have the special pleasure to introduce to you Haley David Schofer, who is a dear friend of mine, also a client, and our lives have intersected in various different ways uh, over the years. Haley, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Haley has um, some really fun elements to her story, to her financial journey, and we thought it would be good uh, for listeners to get to hear her perspective and kind of the journey that she's been on. First of all, um, Haley, just a little bit of context, like who are you, where are you from, what, you know, size family, that kind of stuff, just to give some people some context. Yeah, my uh, I'm originally from Iowa. My parents are still there, and I have two siblings. And one is in Iowa, and she ha- she's married with three kids. And mm-hmm. then there's my brother, who's in South Carolina, and he recently got married. And I am in living in Kansas City, and have been down here for 14 years. And then I ventured off to Texas for a couple of years, and then now I am back in the Kansas City area. And I work uh, remote full time. And yeah. Awesome. And you've got to do some traveling here lately. You've been to California and Texas, and I know you like to go to Florida as well. Yes. I love going to Florida. I like to go look for shark teeth in Florida. You're a beach girl. Yes. (laughs) Shark teeth. (laughs) Yep. When's the next trip to Florida? Do you have one Um, planned? uh, For sure in February, but I'm hoping to go sooner. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would think February would be a good time to go to Florida. Yeah. For sure. So um, let's jump in a little bit. Um, you, I love kind of like those, um, I'm an architecture guy, I spent three years in architecture school and I always love those before and after pictures of remodels, right? Yeah. And what, I, what I'd love to hear is kind of your before and after remodel from your financial mindset, your perspective, those kinds of things. So maybe for the listeners, you can give a little bit of context of where were you in your financial mindset and reality pre-IBC? What what did life look like for you? How did, What was your relationship like with money and finance at that point? Yeah, I came down to Kansas City after high school and I, I went to college and ended up graduating from KU. So after KU, I purchased my first car. So I then realized I was making $41,000 a year um, with a college degree. And I had the college debt, car debt, and I had a little bit of credit card debt. So here I'm sitting with like $44,000 of debt and making $41,000 a year. And I'm like, <laughs> something doesn't add up here. So that's when I, I really, I, I took my, um, all my expenses and I, I was like, I got to do something different. And so I started my debt-free journey with Dave Ramsey. And Same. so that was, that was, yeah, that was yep. good to understand um, really the budgeting aspect of it. There, um, there are some principles I didn't fully um, adopt. Um, I still use my credit card, but I was a lot more responsible. And I started my debt-free journey in about 2016. And okay. my goal was to be completely debt-free before the time I was 30. So that was going to be 2018. And I, beat my goal by a couple of months of course and you did. yeah <laughs> and 
I then had learned about life success and legacy and the infinite banking concept through Shelly Forbes. And her and I had worked together um, a few years prior and we had just met up and I'm like, well, what are you doing now? And she goes, you're not going to believe this. And so she filled me in and I was like, well, that's really interesting. So then she invited me to a boot camp when they're still going on in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to meet the team there. And I had just started to learn about IBC, um, read the book and went to a few of the boot camps. And then I finally pulled the trigger to get my policies in 2020. And a friend of mine uh, was like, why are you hanging on to all that cash? Why don't you do something with it? I'm like, you're right. It's opportunity cost. Like I'm missing out on something. So I might as well go, go do this. And I'm really glad I did. And I wish I would have done it sooner, of course. So that's how I got started with my policies. Yeah. So I came to LSL with zero debt. Um, which it was highly disappointing to us because we love turning the wind current. The Dave Ramsey people of the world who've already done their work, it's like super boring plans to work on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the great thing is those who come from that background are super disciplined and they're really fantastic, honest bankers. And so they really they they thrive in an IBC world. So I'm curious. Um, you were asking Shelly, what are you doing now? She's like, you're not going to believe this. And you already had a relationship with Shelly where it was, I'm guessing, you tell me if I'm wrong, but you fully trusted Shelly. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So if Shelly's talking about this and doing this, you're like, okay, this is worth investigating. Right. Then you came to the boot camp, you read Nelson's book, et cetera. Was there any point in that process where you, where you had like yellow or red flags going up where you're like, this, this doesn't make sense. I'm not sure I totally buy into this did you have any hesitations i think the only hesitation i really had was why haven't i heard about it or Mm -hmm. why isn't there more people talking about it um so that was really mine i read the book and i understood it and when i attended the boot camp like more things sunk in and every every boot camp that i had gone to i i learned something new so it was just a continuation of the learning process but um Yeah, I even I probably even jumped in with not fully understanding it, but I had a lot of trust in uh, Shelly and and you guys as a team. So Mm -hmm. and I am glad I I did it. Um, A lot of times in our boot camps, we do focus on turning the wind current um, because most people are coming to us with debt. Mm -hmm. Um, You were different. You weren't coming to us with debt. So it was a different mindset. Did you have any challenge in seeing how it would apply to you, given the fact that you weren't turning wind current or debt? Yeah, because I wasn't at the time uh, needing to purchase anything, sort of really finance anything. Um, And so my next option would be for passive income. And I really didn't know what to do with Mm -hmm. that. So I held on to my policies. before I actually really did anything with them for about a year. Okay. So I want to, um, there's some interesting pieces that I think are not typical in the way you approached it. And I think are really smart, um, which speaks to you and the way you think about things. Um, you, you didn't do a policy on yourself for IBC to start with. And I want to hear you talk about that. And then you also took it another step and you actually asked to have your policies designed differently. 
Yeah. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what your thought process was and, and how you were thinking about that, those decisions? Well, initially, my policy was going to be on myself. And I got to thinking that my parents are still young and healthy. And thank you for using the word young, because I think I'm about the age of your parents. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, so I then asked the question, well, I'm like, it didn't really make sense to get a policy on me and I could wait another year or two to then get a policy on myself, but to use this cash that I had on hand to, to start um, policies on them. And you guys had said that would be a great idea. And so as I was, you know, I was in the mindset of having a policy on myself, but then when I then asked the question about my parents, I, I started sitting with that and we had designed the policy um, doing the 40-60 split. So 40 base, uh, 60 to the paid up petition writer. Mm -hmm. And I just had remember thinking, but if we reverse it to 60 base, 40 PUA, that it would be um, just more efficient down the road. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to take Nelson's principles and, and think long term. So I compared the two illustrations that I had and I want, I chose the 60 base to 40 PUA. Mm -hmm. Super smart. Now that gives you your IBC system, ensuring your parents, which, you know, God forbid, but timeline wise, they probably will pass before you. And then that death benefit, you are the beneficiary, you're the owner, the payer and the beneficiary. It's just ensuring their lives. You get to use it for all of your financing needs yourself. Um, when they pass away, then those uh, death benefits will come to you. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't address coverage for you. So what was your thought process and what was your solution for making sure that you had the life insurance in place that you needed? Yeah. So I got a term, a convertible term policy. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I plan on getting, a. go ahead. Just to give you that safety net that if for some reason you became uninsurable, you could yes. still convert it into an IBC style whole life policy, but you weren't committing big finances to your own policy. You were really putting that money to work in your parents' policies. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Got it. It's so interesting to me that you decided to go with 60% base, 40% PUA. Again, you were thinking long-term, which is smart. In the context of as IBC has become more and more popular and there's more and more information out there and people are pushing these like 90% in the PUA, 10% in the base, because I want to get that immediate early impact, that cash value. And yet you flip and you go completely opposite. I just find that that really interesting. And I hope that your story for the listeners opens some eyes that I mean, Mike Kwong, I, a lot of his policies, he does 50-50 splits, you know? Yeah. Um, it, you don't have to worry about the mech as much because you've pulled it away. Those 90-10s are so tied up against the, the mech line and you got to add a big, massive term rider. And so there's drag to it, all those things. But there's a lot of people out there who are really for that. Yeah. And that's one thing I have learned through this journey is the mech and... um you know, learning a lot about how much we pay in interest and how much we pay in taxes. And so 
how how can we try to eliminate most of that so that's why i love the ibc stuff it's so yeah. it's really cool so contrast for me your mindset pre-ibc um, when you were doing Dave Ramsey's approaches, et cetera, and where you are now. And then I want to talk about how you're using, how you have used your IBC policy. So contrast for us, your mindsets, what has changed for you? Um, actually, I've had a couple of mindset shifts just this past year and really within the past six months is that I no longer do my company match. They provide a, a nice 6% match and it's free money and I, I decided not to do that anymore because I saw that my money is working harder for me, not only in these IBC policies, but also with the passive income that I am doing. Mm -hmm. okay. And then a, another um, mindset shift that I've had is, um, and this one happened probably about a year ago, is that I don't have any money in really my savings account. It's all in my IBC policies. Because if I have an emergency, um, like I have the money in my savings or checking account would be for my monthly expenses, but anything above and over that I, I store in my IBC policies if there's room. Yeah. Do you have anything under the mattress? <laughs> <laughs> in your gun safe, Haley, do you have a bunch no. of money in your gun safe? <laughs> I've got no cash laying around. <laughs> I actually, I've told this story a couple of times, but we, um, there was a teacher that I was working with and she actually started a $10,000 annual premium policy and she paid the first premium with all cash she found around the house. <laughs> that, that's crazy. I love oh, that. She's awesome. She's awesome. Okay. So now you've got these policies in place. You don't have any debt. You don't even know what to use your cash value for. You're not buying anything. Have you used them for anything? You mentioned <laughs> passive income. So you're using it for something, right? You're leveraging it, your cash values as your line of credit. Tell yes. our listeners a little bit about what you're doing with, with what you've, how you've used your cash values. Yeah. So exactly what you said, I use it as a line of credit and I was introduced um, to TARDIS in 2021. So I've been with them for about two years and learning the income snowball and and just the things that you have to you think about for what they are trying to coach you on is leverage cash flow um so those are kind of kind of new to me i mean i just got out of debt and here i here they are saying hey how about you get right back into debt but mm -hmm. So at first, when you were taking loans against your policies to leverage that towards your income snowball, did that feel like debt to you? And did it feel bad, especially based on kind of your Dave Ramsey's background? No, I mean, once I understood what I was doing um, through TARDIS, it, I now carry um, loans all the time. Hmm. So it, it I, yeah, my stress about money and that having having debt is is no more. I mean, I even got a new car in 2020, and I decided to get a loan. And a I have car now loan or a policy loan. Uh, sorry, a car loan car because loan. the interest was uh, really really low. Mm -hmm. So it was just going to be more efficient to to borrow the money from them. But now that my balance is is down low and my car payment is still at, I'm just going to say $600. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I have maybe $12,000 left. My, I've realized through TARDIS and even reading Mike Huang's book, Dibs, is mm -hmm. how efficient your debts could be. And my debt is not efficient anymore. I can go deploy that $12,000 and make more money versus the $600 I'm, I'm giving to somebody else. So I'm, I'm, I've now, I'm not only doing passive income, but I'm going to turn the wind current when I get my third, my, my third policy on myself. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah. You have shared um, IBC with other people and I've gotten to meet some of your friends and family, et cetera, um, that have wanted to learn more about IBC. And we've had some great, in fact, we even did a podcast with one of your, your contacts yeah. and, um, so that's been really fun. What is it that motivated you to share with other people? I guess it was more of a confidence thing to be able to speak about IBC. And then I had a conversation with a friend a year ago and her and her husband are both entrepreneurs and they went to the bank. They already own a warehouse and they went to the bank to try to get a loan for a house and the bank was giving them a little bit of trouble. And so I felt bad but then I said if we all would have done IBC policies or if our parents or grandparents would have had these we would have been had our own family bank and never have been able to go to the bank we wouldn't need it and she goes I have heard about this concept I heard about it about eight nine years ago mm -hmm. and she goes if I would have done it then then you're right I would be I would be absolutely fine so and then a week later I go to a networking event and somebody had mentioned legacy and then the light bulb clicked and I'm like, I want to help educate people on creating a legacy. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. I, that's a drive for me too. Um, a lot of times people ask, you know, because the way we structure the policies for people for cash value, typically our commissions are significantly lower than other life insurance agents, which we even joke, joke crack up about being life insurance agents. But, you know, that's part of IBC is, is the life insurance part. But to me, you know, it takes so much time to educate people. We'd spend a ton of time educating people. We lower our, our commission so that the policies are designed well for the clients, you know, all those kinds of things. We do ongoing coaching of our clients and don't charge for that. And people go, why in the world would you do all those things? And it's because we are motivated to share this concept with people. And I kind of um, go back to the book, The Go-Giver. You know, it's like, if we give and we teach and we share and we do all those things, then the fifth principle of The Go-Giver is be open to receiving, right? Mm -hmm. And so as we've shared and taught people and supported them in their IBC um, plans and programs, then... We just trust that it, it reciprocates, right? And it has. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all taking care of our families and, and we're excited to work with each other and do all those things. So, yeah. So um, what's it been like talking with your parents about this? Because they very much come from a Dave Ramsey uh, background as well. And I've had the chance to talk with them and I love their questions. They're so thoughtful. It's obvious, you know, where you get it. Um, but they're very thoughtful, respectful, but they're engaged. They want to understand. What was that? What's that been like talking with them? Um, 
I have been studying IBC for many years and I would drop little tidbits to them and I would want them to be on this journey with me because I was the one that got them on the Dave Ramsey journey. And so they were kind of hesitant until I got my life insurance license. And I said, if I'm this passionate about, about this, could you please just read the book, listen to the podcast. And my mom started listening to the podcast, read the book, bought more books, listened to other companies like their podcasts. And yeah, she was the one that got really excited. And, and that's been a lot of fun dreaming with her. And now my dad is, he's getting there too. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I love the fact um, you're a young professional and um, you're sharing with other young professionals and people trust you just the way you are wired. Um, they know that what you say you believe in and are trustworthy. Um, and I would say to our listeners, you know, some of us are 50, 60 years old, uh, middle-class white males, Midwestern, right? But if you prefer to talk to someone who is a young professional, who is using their policies, building passive income, and you align with Haley's story, um, reach out to her. Um, we can we can leave a, a email or contact information uh, in the notes. Uh, Mike Crawford can do that, and then people can reach out. Um, or if they reach out to us, we can get you in contact with Haley as well. If you want to learn more about her strategy and how she has built her IBC system, yeah, yeah. cool. Anything else that you want to share uh, about your journey, your mindset change, anything else? No, I mean, the the crazy thing is, is I came to you guys as strangers. I knew Shelly, but I was a stranger. Then I became a client and then we became friends and mentor and now we're colleagues. And so it's it's been a fun journey with the LSL team. Yeah. And so just... Um, for information for folks, Haley has been um, training with us and learning how to do applications, which she now knows. In fact, um, Haley is going to do an application for my wife and I, which right after we finish recording this, she and I are going to look at that email you sent um, and get to work on that. Um, but Haley, because we wanted some additional help in doing applications, Haley has been training with Shelly to do that and is up and running now. Um, so we're grateful for that additional help that you're providing us. And then also, you, as you mentioned, you're, you have to be licensed to do applications and so forth, but you're also an associate coach. And so when you rub elbows with people and they're curious about your story, then you also refer them to us and we support them together on their IBC journey. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've got your you've got your hat in several different rings for sure. I, I do. Yeah. I'm having fun though. That's good. Haley, this has been a blast for me. Um, I know that your story, your mindset, your journey with IBC uh, and your financial journey is going to be super helpful to people who are listening. Um, thank you for taking the time to share your story with us. No, thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank uh, you. To our listeners, um, check us out. Some of the references that Haley mentioned, like our boot camps, we have one coming up, I believe, the end of this month. On, they're always on Saturday mornings. I think the 29th is our next one, if that's a Saturday. 
Um, sign up for a boot camp. Um, even before that, sign up for a webinar with Mike Everett that he does about every other week uh, live in the evenings on Mondays. Um, we have a IBC learning kit if you prefer to learn on your own and kind of take your own uh, journey on your own. If you want to reach out to us and set up a consult, you can do that. We have a whole list of books, um, documents, and of course, the podcasts, which go back to 2016. Um, and we've released a, just about every two weeks um, through, since 2016. So there's a lot of content there. I, if you're new to IBC, the two things I would say is um, go back to the very beginning of our podcast of 2016, the introductory ones. Also, um, get yourself a copy of Becoming Your Own Banker, uh, Nelson's book. That's a great place to start. And then if you want to set up a consult or do a webinar with us, um, those are great places to just get introduced. Trust me, we will not pressure you. Um, we were all clients at one point. We hate the salesy stuff. We love to teach this concept and meet you where you are. So don't hesitate to reach out if that's your learning style. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Haley, thanks again for joining us. Have a great day.